Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about all of the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 151. Welcome back. We are now in into year three. Into year three feels feels into good. Year, yeah, feels great. We yeah. have got a lot of great interaction and feedback to celebrate our anniversary. Sally asked our Instagram followers if they were up for a Johnny's Hideaway meetup, and we got a really great response. Yeah. Uh, I feel Looks like, like we're going to Johnny's. <laughs> like <we're- laughs> I mean, that's what you have to do, Jen. That is what I have to do to myself is I have to just be make a uh, a really rash decision and just make the to plan. To invite the whole world. To invite the whole world, I have yeah. to pin myself into something or else I will never do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we have like, to do it. Like I have to like sign up for the thing, pay for it, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like just be like, make the plan, make myself committed to enough people that then I won't back out. Yeah. And sometimes I still will. But I do well, want to go dancing. And I so do, too. And so do you guys. And you guys, thank you so much for indulging me on this. Like, it really means so much to me that you will go there with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we've tapped into something. We've talked about it before that every woman or person that I talk to, like around our age, that I talk to about um, having mom dance parties, which is like, Start at seven. Start at seven, done by 11. Like just great old school music, things you can dance to. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody's excited about it. Everybody wants to dance. It's like just because you, you know, have a kid or because you turn 40 doesn't mean you don't want to dance, man. Dude, just dancing shouldn't only have to start at midnight. That's right. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I can't believe we used to do that. All I know. The time. The pre-gaming was like six hours long. We would yeah. like start, we would eat dinner at like seven and then start drinking at someone's house. And then we wouldn't even think about going to the club until at least midnight. And then dance for two hours until the club and closed. Yeah, until the lights like, came on and then you're like, ah. I have no idea how we had that kind of energy. Well, we also didn't wake up the next day until like 2 p.m. But yeah, that's what that's what you yeah. should know now. As if you're young people listening to this, you should know that that now, once you get older, the pregame is the game. Like we still yes. do it, but the pregame is it. It's like you pregame and then you go to sleep. And that's the whole thing. So, and you it's know, enjoy glorious. It. <laughs> it's amazing. But I exactly. would like to add in some dancing in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Even if you have to move the coffee table over. Right. <laughs> Dance in the living room. Right. We just right, got to right. make it happen. We just got to make Listen, it happen. We're human beings with needs. And some of our needs. <laughs> and I need to fucking dance, dance man. <laughs> Um, well, Jen, we also have a little bit of a night clipper update. Yes, we night do. clipper. He clips at night. 
Holy moly, do we have a night clipper. I just like, I just cannot believe this guy is still at it. I can't believe that he still cares this much. Honestly, at this point, I just have to kind of applaud his commitment. Right. And like, I wish I cared about something as much as this guy cares about fucking overgrown lantana on a sidewalk. <laughs> I wish there was one thing in my life that I was that passionate about. <laughs> right. I bet he's been doing it for a decade, right? Yes. It's so wild. Okay. So just to just to bring people up to speed, just in case you're a new listener, because I think we do have some new listeners. The Night Clipper is a guy in Jen's neighborhood who um, goes down this street and in the early morning not hours, street. not your street, a different street, goes down the street and will just grab and or clip other people's landscaping because he does not like it when it goes over onto the sidewalk, brushes his leg, and his legs get wet from the morning dew. So yes. he, has been he doing specifically this. said this in a <laughs> ransom letter that he left in somebody's mailbox was that he was very upset about the lantana getting the lantana. his ankle wet with morning dew is what he said. Yes. So he has been for years and years destroying people on the streets landscaping in the mornings. And then finally people took to next door and they, they figured out. They got security out. cameras. Yes. They got it on film. <laughs> they figured out who it was. They tried to do a sting operation at one point, uh, but they did it the wrong day. They couldn't. They, the guy didn't come by. It was like a whole thing. Um, so we've been following this story for what feels like years now. Um, and we have a mole on the inside, someone who lives on that street who right. has been giving us the information of what's going down. So um, now that there's security cameras, uh, our mole sent us an update. This has been a couple weeks ago. There was one where the Night Clipper clipped a beautiful iris, maybe? I don't know yeah, what kind of like flower it was. clipping flowers. Clipping flowers. There was another video where the person just walks by, the night clipper walks by, and then just takes his foot and crunches into all of the, uh, I guess, lantana <laughs> on the side of, of the sidewalk. Just like angst. Full so disclosure, angry. I didn't know what lantana was until <laughs> we discovered the night clipper. Me I just, neither, but look it up because, I mean... It's such a fun word to say. <laughs> the Lentana. Lentana. <laughs> so the person whose like yard apparently was like targeted the most, has who has now has cameras on him and that he left the letter for, um, has found out this guy's identity. The neighbors have come together and they know who it is. And they called the county and the county won't do anything. Apparently they have to call like while well, like they have to catch him in the act. That's and the craziest so, thing. Like, uh, why is it like a video of him doing it, not catching him in the act? That makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. That's just their way of being like, get the fuck out of here. With this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are we really gonna? Like, are we really gonna worry about some rich people's lantana? <laughs> right. I don't think so. Um. So, but the woman, she's like, apparently, I assume it's a woman because I'm like, this person seems like a badass. They like found his email address on LinkedIn and then emailed him the video of himself. Oh my God. Crunching the lantana. So we're on the edge of our seats. We don't know what, how he responded. So we will let you guys know what that is. Our night clipper update is that he has been contacted. He knows he is on video 
I mean, he knows he's what he's been done. Caught. He's been yeah. caught. So no, now but what? he knew he was caught a long time ago because he like wrote a letter to someone. Right. Because they were posting the videos on next door, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody identified him on next door. So he's been identified. People know who he is, but he's like, he's totally leaning into this and he's not stopping. I think it's maybe so he amazing. knows. Maybe he knows a guy at the ca- county's office. Oh. Maybe he's paying him off or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this goes to the top. He was like, <laughs> fucking try to call the county. <laughs> I dare you. I fucking dare you. Um, I mean, so maybe anyway. that's the way. If you're going to be a criminal, maybe that's the way. Is like do the kind of dumbest shit that nobody will care about, and the police will have no time for. Right? Yeah. To even try like, to solve what, like, the problem. What's your damages? What like ten dollars? Yeah. Fine. Like somebody keeps <laughs> leaving a you know stuffed parrot doll on my car every day and I don't know who's doing it <laughs> every day this parrot just sits on top of my car and there's someone I've caught I have, a, I have it on video this is this guy and he comes into my backyard and he puts this stuffed parrot and he faces it inside the driver's seat I have no idea why like that's the kind of thing that like police are like who gives this shit yeah because you it's know creepy. who we're dealing with <laughs> enjoy your parrot right <laughs> It's like a really weird example that just came to mind for some reason. I have no idea. I don't know, but I could totally I'm not good at improv. (laughs) I can picture it completely. And I was like, that would be creepy if the parrot's like staring at you. You start to get complex about the parrot. What's the parrot thinking? What is the parrot seeing? Is he seeing inside your soul? I get it. What does this mean? What is the message you're trying to send me? You're telling me to shut the fuck up? (laughs) Did I tell you how um, when I lived in Morgantown, West Virginia, there was a teenager maybe would like leave poems on people's doorsteps, just like random poems. They weren't like about the people. They weren't like they were they were very like. Very weird, you know, very not like a love note or anything or something, something. It was just poems. And he would just go around leaving poems in the middle of the night on people's doorsteps and you would wake up in the morning and find a poem. That's really nice. It is nice. But also. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of poems, I have to tell you the funniest story. And both people that this story is about listen to this podcast. So you guys, I'm sorry, but I have to tell this story was. Um. My good friend Julie, who does my hair, um, she hi Julie, hi Julie, she's the best. Um, she was um doing my hair. We, my hair, I'm like literally in the sink. She's like shampooing my hair, and um, I was talking about her wedding. She's recently married, uh, remarried um to a wonderful, wonderful guy, uh, Jesse. Congratulations, Julie and Jesse. And um, so anyway, um, I was like, yeah, your wedding was so beautiful. I had such a great time. And she was like, yeah, I really wish Krista, who was her ex-sister-in-law, uh, could have gone. Um, she was like, but I understand why. And she goes, but it was really nice because she sent me like the nicest rap. And I was like, she sent you a rap? And she was like, yeah, it was like really nice. It was like, we used to be sisters and now we're not. And I was like, read it to me. <laughs> Julie, like that's a poem. <laughs> I, like, I was laughing so hard. I had to make her stop washing my hair so I could slide out of the seat and cry on the floor. I was laughing oh so 
fucking hard at the idea that like this really nice, thoughtful, beautiful poem was sent to her, and Julie was like, "Wiki, wiki!" Like totally read it as like a fucking rap. She was like, "Somebody give me a beat." picturing her like if she god forbid she had a like reading eulogy at a funeral and she's like hold on, hold on a second <laughs> I like that's how she's been reading poems her whole life is like that they're rap that raps oh my god it was the funniest thing Julie I love you so much you're the, like you're such a joy oh my god it's that's so amazing because I also just love Julie that you were like great it's a beautiful rap yeah I know like, you, you weren't like so weird she sent me a rap <laughs> she was like oh it was just the most perfect if you know Julie she's amazing go get your hair done her salon is called Sundog she's the best like go get your hair done she's the, she's amazing. She's so talented, but she's also the sweetest, warmest, kindest person in the yeah. whole wide world. Like she is just a ball of good, positive energy. And so that's why that made me laugh <sighs> even harder is because if you know Julie, to know her is to love her. And that was yeah. just like one of her most lovable moments. Is her like, <laughs> oh my God. That is like, that's this amazing. Rap to me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh god thank you for sharing that that was that was amazing um let's get into our quickies let's do it okay i got my information from a cbs news article and from a new york times article by david streitfield um so this is just multiple sources multiple is very official Okay, so I just – I read about this and I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. So this couple um, named David and Ina Steiner, they run this website called E-Commerce Bytes, which is – it's just like a blog about – internet commerce sites. So apparently they they founded it in 1999 um, and they would write things about e-commerce sites. So they would write like from like Etsy, eBay, Amazon, just different things about these websites. And sometimes it would be like advice for people who were selling on those sites, but then other times they would write like critiques about the corporations and the policies, but it wasn't widely read. It was just like a, you know, a couple who from Massachusetts who liked to write this blog. But apparently the top people at eBay were like obsessed with this blog. So like the CEO and the communications officer would read it and then they would exchange messages anytime they wrote something that was critical. So like in um, in April of 2019, Ina Steiner wrote that the CEO is paid 150 times, 152 times more than the typical eBay employee. And the executives at eBay got so upset about this. Um, And so they actually started like talking back and forth, the CEO and the chief communications officer, a guy named Steve Weimer. And they talked, started talking about how we want to crush this lady. We're going to like take her down. They got eBay's chief security officer, Jim Baugh, in on this. And they would like send texts back and forth about how much they hate this couple and their blog. In August of 2019, Ina Steiner wrote a post about a lawsuit that eBay had filed against Amazon. It was like a couple of paragraphs. It really was like 
very lightly critical. The CEO texted the communications officer as soon as this blog post went up and was like, if you're ever going to take her down, now is the time. So then the communications officer was like, I'm on it. And so then he texted the the security officer and wrote, hatred is a sin and I am very sinful. And then the security officer, Ba, wrote, amen, I want her done. She is a biased troll who needs to get burned down. So this is what's all, this is all, right? It's all very intense over this little couple in Massachusetts writing their blogs. So, and this is like, you know, right, a huge corporation. So the chief security officer apparently was a crazy person. So he gathered his team and was like, look, we're taking these people down. And so he showed them all clip from uh, a 1918 movie, Johnny Be Good. Have you ever seen that? No. So apparently he was like, this is, we're going to get revenge on Oh, no, on no. Him. Yes, I have, I have, I have. Yeah. So apparently uh-huh. this like football coach in that movie gets like harassed, a delivery guy get, delivering hundreds of dollars of pizza, all these different like a uh, male stripper. And they used that movie as inspiration. And then they started sending these Twitter messages to the Steiners from a fake account, just basically harassing them. And then starting at 4 p.m. on August 10th, they sent a bloody pig mask to their home. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they sent a book called Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse and a Funeral Reef. That's fucked up. Yeah, they sent um, live spiders, fly larvae, and a box of cockroaches to them. Okay. They sent copies of Hustler to their neighbors with the husband's name on them. And then they sent them a Twitter message that said, do I have your attention now? And then the chief security officer and one of his team flew across the country to Massachusetts, and their goal was to install a GPS device on the couple's car. And then they went to their house and found that the car was locked in a garage. So then they went to a hardware store, bought a pry bar so they could break in, although they didn't actually break in. So the couple, the Steiners, were like, had no idea who was doing all this stuff. They lost sleep. They became anxious. They were worried about being followed. So they called the local police, who agreed that they would keep an eye on them. So the second day that the people from eBay were in Massachusetts, they started following the Steiner's car as they went places. But at this point, they didn't know that the police were also then following them because they were like on the case. Um, Uh So then at 4.30 that day, they took another book from Johnny B. Good and the eBay executives ordered pizza to their house. And then more pizza. They started putting up Craigslist ads saying that the Steiners were having an estate sale and telling people to come to the house. They put Craigslist up for swingers party at the Steiners home that says, come to the door, ring the doorbell anytime, day or night. They doxed their address. Finally, because the police were like already on the case, they had already been alerted. They actually found out where the pizzas were from. And some of them were from an eBay credit card. So police like very quickly knew it was eBay. They contacted the eBay's, of course, the guy who was doing it, who was the security officer and was like, 
hey, um, we we found that like one of your people, this like we traced this credit card back to one of your people. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 we don't know anything about this. And then the, the security team actually reached out to the Steiners and was like, hey, we can help you figure out who's doing this, even though they were the people doing the harassing. So over time, police got evidence that it was all of these eBay executives who were harassing the Steiners, and they were charged with stalking and a conspiracy to commit stalking. So the CEO actually was not charged, but he did step down. They said it was over differences with the board of directors, but he was um, given a $57 million payout, and he's actually still on the board at um, GM. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and um, but all it's other like some American psycho shit isn't crazy. You're like, this is yes. happening at eBay, a huge corporation. Like, um, of these, this poor little couple who's just trying to write their like e-commerce blog. All of the security team pled guilty on counts of interstate of stalking by interstate travel, stalking by interstate commerce, and conspiracy to commit stalking. Um, and sentencing is scheduled for October 6th for the last of the defendants. And they face like up to five years in federal prison and $250,000 in fines. God, it's like they're like the night clipper. I like, know. How do you have this much time on your hands to harass people? It's crazy to me. It's so it's crazy. such a like crazy childish way and like to do it as a company that's what i don't that's what is so nuts to me is that this yeah. huge corporation is like all right let's send some uh, porn to their neighbors let's order pizzas and make them pay for it like it's so oh nuts God. that is nuts oh yeah my God. it makes me so sick that there are so many people in this world that make so much more money than me that don't deserve <laughs> to <laughs> I agree. I remember, so one time, I used to have a joke about this, but one time I was like driving and this guy cut me off. He was giving me the finger. He was like super like, angry at me and he's driving this huge Hummer. And I have like, I had no idea like what he was mad at me about. I'm like, I didn't, I don't think I did anything. As he got in front of me, he like waved a Confederate flag out of his window at me, Ugh. which was like, I was like, what the fuck is, what is, you know, what is this? And then I realized I had borrowed my my in-laws car and it had an Obama sticker on the back of it. And so it was just oh, like, he was just so fucking racist. And I was like, shit. yeah, huge oh. piece of shit. But I also was like, how does somebody who's that crazy that they saw an Obama sticker and went that nuts over it, like, which they were everywhere at the time. It was like right after Obama was elected. He went that crazy. And then also he makes enough money that he can afford a Hummer. That's why I was I like, know. how does somebody it's that maddening. crazy? And then I am like borrowing my in-laws car like that's <laughs> it makes no sense it makes no sense it makes no sense oh man that's a wild story mm -hmm. my yeah. is totally different than you okay <laughs> good um, so mine is from an article for the newyorkpost.com and it was written by sarah bull it's a story about a woman who pulled a prank at her sister's wedding and it completely backfired on her Okay. <laughs> no, I know what you're thinking like already. Is that the place for right. a prank? Let me just say, I grew up in a prank household. Yeah. It was just like, no, like trust no one and watch your back <laughs> because a prank was coming at any 
moment. I was just talking to somebody about this. We were talking about like Jackass and the Jackass movies and they were talking about how like Eric Andre had apparently said that how much it like fucked with his brain being on set because it's like you really become so paranoid. Yeah. Um because at any point like those those guys are like legitimately hurting each other. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And you just have no idea when it's coming from that's what it was like growing up in my house. It was like <laughs> you're always I was always paranoid. <laughs> to this day if someone says like can you come here for a second? I'm like why? <laughs> Show me both your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you come here. You come to me. <laughs> so anyway um, so this kind of this whole article made me laugh because like I feel like this is something my sister uh, probably would have done. But this again was pulled from a Reddit am I the asshole Love forum. It. Yeah. <laughs> so this person who pranked her sister took to Reddit to ask was she the asshole in this situation. Um, she said my sister who's 23 and she's 27 got engaged about two years ago. And she said, I don't hate her. We were never the closest of sisters due to our age difference, but we didn't hate each other. She said, her fiance, now husband, is a great man. I'm really happy for them. So fast forward to the wedding ceremony when the priest finally said, are there any objections? I stood up and said, I object. <laughs> and then had, and then I let there be a long pause. She let there be a long pause and said, because this couple is way too cute for each other. And no. she, which is not a good joke. It's not no. funny. Anyway, so she said, I really just said it as a joke. Um, she said, I thought it was something we could all laugh at at the reception, but I could visibly see the color drain off my sister's face the moment I stood up. She said that the joke didn't really get any laughs and that her sister looked away pretending that she didn't care. But she said she looked away pretending that she didn't care, but I knew that she probably did. She said, I sat down and the ceremony continued. At the reception, I went up to my sister and congratulated her, but she absolutely blew up. She told me my joke wasn't funny and that I ruined her mood, her happiness, and her special day. I was shocked. What? I know. She said (laughs) she insisted that the prank wasn't even that big of a deal. Um, She said, I was joking, not actually objecting. I argued back with those points and she just walked away from me. She said, this morning I woke up with a ton of notifications from my family members saying that I... I'm an asshole for doing that. But I think everyone was just overreacting. It was truly just a joke. So am I the asshole? And pretty much everybody was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a fucking You're asshole. You're a huge asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, first, oh like that's not even funny. It's not even a funny joke. No. And- See, that's a thing. That is a, a – a- that's like making somebody else's day about day about you. you. That's funny because the, the one this one person wrote um, way to cause a scene on their big day. How desperate for attention are you? Yeah, yeah. It she truly like made the wedding about herself and not her sister. Like you couldn't just sit still for like twenty minutes and not. You know what I mean? And some people were like, if you want it to to be a joke, like the only way that this could possibly be funny is if you did it during the like rehearsal. Yes. Like that would have been funny, but not the actual wedding. And then this one person said, um, a real life minister went on and said, minister here, it gets worse. In some places, if someone objects during the ceremony, you're required to stop and investigate, even if it's a joke. Uh, that person said some officiants won't even continue the ceremony that day. OP could have literally derailed the whole wedding. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I just like, 
and it kind of amazes me that she had to even go on am I the, am I the asshole to figure out if she was an asshole or not but oh, yeah. I guess like she's just not that self-aware yeah 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 but yeah you're an asshole <laughs> you're like no you're the worst kind of asshole <laughs> Because I know you, because you did sister. it. Your sister told you that she didn't like it, and then you still are like, "What? I don't get it." <laughs> I know. Like that's the thing where you're like, "I'm sorry. I totally misjudged the situation. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Like I will whatever you need me to do to make this right." I just can't imagine being that self-absorbed that like when a wedding is taking place. And like no, the most yeah. important moment in these two people's lives that you thought that you needed to stand up and say anything. Yes. Let alone make a fucking joke. Right? I don't not, know. Not even a joke. Joking yeah. quotes. Look, two comedians <laughs> here yeah. telling you that the joke was bombed. Nuts. It bombed. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Well, I have yeah. a I have a nice story to end us on. Good. That's great. I Thanks. love when you have nice stories. <laughs> um, okay, this is from the Washington Post by Sydney Page. I feel like we do a lot of stories by Sydney Page, so good good for you, Sydney Page. You're doing you're Thanks, like Sydney. You're doing great. Getting out there, you're writing, you're making a lot of love stories, I think, by Sydney. This woman, Lind- Linda Taylor, lives in Minneapolis. She's 70 years old. She she lives in the Powderhorn Park District. And she was like someone who everybody loved in the neighborhood. She lived for there for 19 years. She was a volunteer that helped the homeless in the area. And she actually owned the house that she lived in for a long time. But then about 15 years ago, she fell prey to a real estate scam. And so she ended up selling the house without really understanding how it it happens a lot for like older people especially in low-income neighborhoods that are that are starting to blow up people will come in and like kind of buy them out from under them so she ended up like still living in the house but she rented it for 15 years and then earlier this year she got a notice from her landlord that she that they were going to sell the house because of course housing prices have gone up they were asking $300,000, which was not something that this retired volunteer could afford. And so Linda was just like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I felt totally defeated. She lived in this house for 20 years. You know, she had worked for a nonprofit organization, but she had been laid off during the pandemic. So she was basically just using her, her savings, like money from family, like help from other aid programs. She said that when her landlord told her to vacate, it was like a stone had dropped on her. And the landlord was basically like, well, if you don't want to leave, you either have to buy, you have to buy the home. And she was like, I don't know what to do. So she actually was like just talking to a neighbor saying like, yeah, I think I'm going to have to move because they're selling the house. Um, This neighbor named Andrew Falston, who lives across the street. And Andrew actually works as a housing rights organizer and he moved to the neighborhood six years ago and he was like, Linda is the bright star of the neighborhood. She's always the one who greets everyone. She knows everybody in the neighborhood. She is the rock. So he started working with all the other people in the neighborhood and was like, let's save Miss Linda's house. So he organized all the neighbors and they started, they held an art show, a bake sale. They got small donations from all around the community. um, And they talked to the landlord and were like, if you will give 
Linda until the end of June, we will raise the money to buy her the house. And so they did. They came up with $300,000 and they got it by the June 30th deadline. So um, they actually got the the landlord to lower the housing price to $250,000. And she ended up on June 15th closing on the house. Aww. Yeah. And so she said, yesterday I went and did the closing of the house. It makes me feel so good. Everything I have given, it's coming back to me and I want to continue to give. I love this neighborhood. She said that my faith grew bigger than a mountain. Um, I knew my neighbors loved me, but I didn't know how much. So that isn't is that so amazing? Sweet. Yes, I, know. I love people again. And so actually to celebrate the neighbor the neighborhood, like that the neighborhood came together, they're gonna have a block party this Saturday. Um Aww. yeah. And she says she's determined to pay the kindness forward. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it. that amazing? Yeah. I love it. Good story. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's do something dumb and something we love. I can't really think of anything that dumb this week. Everything's been pretty That's cool, great. Pretty chill. Um, I guess it's dumb that like I didn't really get to do, which also isn't that dumb because I don't really care about my birthday. But I didn't really get to do anything for my birthday because I wasn't feeling well. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say that it's so wonderful and I'm so grateful to um, everyone, all that this this past week and then even I have more things coming this weekend just like so many friends that are like nope I'm taking you out for your birthday on this day and this is, I feel like I've been celebrating my birthday for the last like week and a half or yeah. more you know just because everybody has been like you guys took me out which was so awesome last week thank you and then I had friends take me out for a brunch and then I'm going out for dinner to dinner tonight and then I'm going out for dinner tomorrow I, like so I'm just so overwhelmed with love from all my friends and so much gratitude and I'm so grateful to have such wonderful people in my life that like care that I was born <laughs> <laughs> It's just very sweet, especially because, like, you know, when you get to be this age, you're just like, does it really matter? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Like, I don't even want to do anything. And but I'm just so grateful to everyone for, um, you know, insisting that I celebrate it. And just like, I'm so lucky to have so many people in my life that want to hang out with me. Thanks, guys. Love you so much. Well, I mean, it's all because of who you are. I mean, it's all the thing like you would do. You do. You were that person for so many people. You always celebrate your friends, and you're such nope, a good. Never. I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got a birthday. I tell them to kick rocks. Yeah. You're like, I don't Scram. Give a shit. <laughs> Stop making it all about you. Go have your birthday over there. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's a, that's super um, fun. Um, yeah, I, I also don't have anything done this week. Um, which is but, great, which is great. It's great. so great. I do have a couple of things that I love and they're podcasts that I've been meaning to mention, but I have, uh, but I forgot about, I listened to this podcast. I think I recommended it to you called harsh reality. It's the story of Miriam Rivera. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's great. So it, it I, I like listened to it all the way through. It's a five episode series about this woman uh, who went on a reality TV show. I don't want to give too much away, but it's like, it's really good um, and really interesting. And I hadn't heard the story before. And then I also listened to one called The Gateway, which is actually about Teal Swan. 
And do you remember oh when we were God. in? There, I know that there's show no, is crazy. Yes, I haven't watched that. The Hulu show is it Hulu? It's nuts. Yes. Yeah. But I listened to this podcast because remember when we were in Cincinnati, somebody mentioned Teal Swan. I think when we yes. were talking about Brene Brown, and they're like, "Is she like Teal Swan?" We were like, "I, I don't think so." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "Who's Brene Brown?" And we we're like, "What the fuck do you mean? Who's Brene Brown?" <laughs> um, she did so, nothing alike. Yes. Nothing no. Alike. Yeah. But so I listened to this podcast series by Gizmodo, a five-part podcast series about Teal Swan. But now I also I cannot wait to watch the Hulu show because she's a, crazy a piece person. of work. That one is a what piece of work, as yeah. my mom would say. <laughs> she's Good. a piece of work. That one. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I love. I love people making a really interesting, um, well-researched podcast for me to listen to so great i'll have to check out that podcast (laughs) yeah i think you'll like it um all right well that is that's it for this week you guys we'll be back next week until then uh why don't you guys hit us up you can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com you can find us on all the socials at dumblovepodcast you could rate and review you could tell a friend um you could come dancing with us we'd love all of that Yes, please let us know if you want to come to our Johnny's Hideaway adventure. <laughs> Date TBD. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for all the anniversary wishes. We really um, appreciate everybody that reached out to us. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sharing. And uh, we dumb love you so much. And make sure to get out there and do something dumb for love. Dumb, da dum 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 da dum da dum dum da dum dum da dum da dum.